Have you ever wondered why God has allowed you to experience suffering and loss? Hi, I'm Esther Lowe, and you're listening to the Learn and Share podcast. In today's episode, Frank Hazel answers this question from his own experience. Very nice to have you, Frank. I appreciate it. I want to start us off with finding out a little bit about yourself before we go into more of our topic for today. Who are you? Where do you come from? Sure. I'm originally from Germany. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Germany. My parents are Seventh-day Adventists. I grew mm-hmm. up in a Christian home. And um, I um, did my high school in Germany and some of my college days mm-hmm. um, in Germany and England and the United States. And I worked as a pastor. That's just great to get a picture of who you are. So it sounds like you've got a very kind of diverse background. You've lived in many different countries and you have mm-hmm. an experience that's covered several continents. Uh, coming to our topic today, which is you know dealing with difficulties mm-hmm. and challenges that come along in life. What's some experiences that have happened in your life that are personal, where God taught you how to go through difficulty and hard times? Well, that's a good question. It's not so easily answered. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me start by saying that I believe life is good. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I firmly believe that, that God is good yeah. for that matter. But not everything in life is uh, smooth sailing, so mm-hmm. to speak. So there are instances in life, in, in, and I think that's the experience of every one of us, uh, mm-hmm. where challenges mount and where difficulties start and even evil things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they lead to uh, rather difficult circumstances and experiences where uh, these evil things and these... Um, bad things in life, they have the potential of even destroying your faith mm-hmm. so that you can go shipwreck. Yeah. And um, if I look at my my life, I was blessed with a very happy childhood mm-hmm. and uh, I have very good memories of that. I, Of course, there are challenges in your studies, in your personal life, but the real challenge for me in the most recent mm-hmm. past has been... Um, a challenge of significant loss mm. when I lost my wife she had breast cancer mm. and didn't survive and she died and uh, that has been a challenge and that is not easy no to cope with. <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah that that really um, is a very painful mm-hmm. painful experience and um, and uh, Fortunately, I, I have to say that um, God has helped me through mm-hmm. and uh, with the help of many other people. Um, you really appreciate uh, acts of friendliness and kindness much more mm-hmm. when you uh, experience uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are many things, many aspects that I could talk about. So. Right. And we'll get into those as we go along. Um, but it to me, it sounds like this is a problem, the problem of pain, I guess you could call it, and, and difficulty in life um, is one that's it's personal for you, mm-hmm. but it's also something that eventually in everybody's lives I'll experience, right? That's right. So coming back to, you know, you said a lot of people have a shipwreck of faith when they go through experiences mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this. Why does God, in your opinion, allow really difficult times 
If he is a God of love, why do we go through these things? Yes. Well, if I were God, I could yeah. give you an answer to that. But <laughs> the typical question that arises in a situation like that, I've had those questions. Mm -hmm. Other people have those questions. Are those why questions? Mm -hmm. Why did that happen? Why does that happen to me? Why, 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 why? These questions are difficult to answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we don't know all the details and all the background information that God has available. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes there are things in life that uh, for which we have no good explanation mm. for. They just occur, they happen, and you do not really know why. And um, the interesting thing in our experience uh, has been that we have raised our own set of why questions. Mm -hmm. For instance, we, 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 we raised the questions, why shouldn't that happen to us? Yes. Why only to other people? Why shouldn't we be affected by evil in this world mm -hmm. since we live in a world that is not perfect, that is affected by sin? Mm -hmm. So why should all the other people suffer and die and, and have cancer and not survive? And, mm -hmm. and so um, we, we, uh, we firmly believe that as Christians, yes, there are certain blessings mm -hmm. that go along with a, a Christian biblical lifestyle. And we've experienced that. Mm -hmm. But it's not a, um, something that will save you from every difficulty. Right. and every pain and we're in this world and we experience something that other people experience as well so mm -hmm. why did that happen yeah. why did God permit that to happen I don't know mm -hmm. um, sometimes things happen and we don't have an easy answer to that mm. uh, and sometimes we're tempted to because it's not easy to to live with open questions like mm. that and so people try to find an answer that will justify what has happened. And mm. then they come up with the strangest constructions. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Yeah, that'd be great. Sometimes um, people would say, in order to comfort me, mm -hmm. <laughs> they would say, well, God maybe uh, permitted that to, to happen you know, because it will help you and teach you to be more sympathetic with other people uh. who have experienced different losses. <laughs> Things like that, you know. Right. And yes, that certainly might be a, a reason why this could have happened. Mm -hmm. To me, it was not a convincing reason. No. I mean, if he wanted me to teach anything, he, he could have had a thousand other ways mm -hmm. to teach me that lesson. Uh, he didn't need to do it that way, mm -hmm. particularly. And there are, there are other good advices, you know, that you hear and that you have to deal with. <laughs> all well meant, but mm -hmm. not all that helpful in, right. in a particular situation like that. So we live in an imperfect world. Mm -hmm. We live in a sinful world. And sometimes things happen for which we have no good explanation. Uh -huh. The challenge for us is, I think, as Christians, and the challenge has been for me, is even though you cannot explain everything, mm -hmm. even though you don't have an answer to every question you have, do you still trust God? Uh -huh. Do you still believe that He is a good God? Mm -hmm. See, and here I find that many people have a wrong understanding, a wrong concept of God mm -hmm. and, and His nature and His 
the way he deals with us and and I personally believe and that really has helped me that God is good mm-hmm. all the time all the time God is good mm-hmm. now do you really believe that? <laughs> do you really believe that most right. people would say yes but then um, do you really believe that God is 100% mm-hmm. through and through nothing but good from A mm. to Z, from beginning to end, from top to toe. Nothing but good. There is not a shadow of, you know, do you really believe that? Mm. Or do you believe what most people believe? They would say, oh yes, uh, I have no doubts God is good. In fact, they would say, he is very good. In fact, he is very good very often, <laughs> but not always. Uh-huh. See, that's what most people think. Now, if you think that way, that you and you think God is good, He's mm-hmm. very good, very good, very often, but mm-hmm. not always. How can you trust a God that is not always good? Mm. And then the, immediately Powerful. you have to raise the why question in right. order to find a reason and a rationale mm-hmm. why this or that happened. And only after you're satisfied with an answer like that will you be willing to trust Him. But that's not the way it works. Uh-huh. And uh, so um, the, the big question is, do you really believe that God is good, mm. even though you can't explain everything in life that happens to you? I think we have plenty of reasons, plenty right. of reasons to believe that God is good. He has demonstrated that through his son, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And. Um, even though I don't have every answer mm-hmm. to every question, I know the one who has. Mm. And I trust the one who has. And in his own due time, he might tell me something and maybe mm-hmm. even later uh, might reveal something to me that is beyond my understanding and beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. Basically, then it really comes to the root of the problem of what we believe about God. Oh, yes. And, and whether we believe that he has our best in mind. Um, this comes to another question that I have, you know, I've had this question asked to me over the years, mm-hmm. and I used to ask this myself. Does everything that happened in our lives happen because God made it happen? So therefore, is there always a purpose for our suffering? Or is some of it just, I guess, collateral damage of the world that we live in? Well, that's a very complex question yeah. that you raise here. In a sense, yes, and in a sense, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a clear answer, right? Right. Uh, I, I don't believe in predestination mm-hmm. in the sense that God predestines and predetermines mm-hmm. every single act and thing that occurs in your life. I think he has um, created as human beings in such a way that uh, we have free choice. Mm-hmm. We can make decisions, even decisions that he doesn't like and approve. Mm. But then he is still sovereign. Mm -hmm. And even though we make decisions that might be even wrong, he still has his own ways to use that for his own glory, if we permit him. Mm. So um, does everything that happened happen at his command? No, I don't think so, Mm -hmm. because uh, he doesn't delight in in evil things. Right. He doesn't delight in, in, in pain and suffering. But he can still use that mm-hmm. for his own glory. And uh, if we permit him to to be the Lord in our lives, mm-hmm. 
and sometimes we have to learn to wait. Right. Uh, and we often are impatient and we don't, if, if you're like me, you don't like to, to wait, you know, you, <laughs> you, you know what to accomplish and what time and where to get it the fastest done. Mm -hmm. And so we think waiting is, um, is a detour, mm -hmm. is not necessary. But maybe, maybe God wants me to learn something and maybe God wants me to become mm. the person he wants me to be that I would never be without the experience of waiting, mm -hmm. without the experience of going through some painful things. Right. Not that he delights in that, but he can use even the evil things mm. in life to bring out something good in the end. Is it fair to say that God doesn't necessarily cause every experience that we go through, but he doesn't waste our experiences? Oh, he is not a wasteful God, no. Okay, yeah. that's, that's very encouraging and um, encouraging to me that even if I went through an experience that was discouraging and difficult, he's going to use that to grow me. Yes, in fact, if, if I might just add a, another thought, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the way the Bible explains how this life on, on this earth mm -hmm came about through a, a creator God mm -hmm. is so completely contrary and in contrast to the evolutionary idea mm. of a very wasteful process of making life possible. Right. If you look at evolution, it's a wasteful, I mean, millions and millions of, of, of species, you know, have to die in order to evolve right. to a higher level of, of consciousness even and, mm -hmm. and uh, abilities. And this kind of God is um, is not the kind of God that you find in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a, a God of compassion and love. Mm. It's not a God that is really adorable. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a, a it's not a God worthy of our adoration and praise. Mm. It's an utterly wasteful process. You know, if it, to think that God would even use the process and the mechanism of evolution. <laughs> to produce something beautiful is so contrary to mm. what the Bible teaches us that uh, it just doesn't fit together. So that's a, just a little mm -hmm. footnote on, on what you said. I don't think God is wasteful at all. Mm -hmm. He uses whatever he has created uh, very effectively and meaningful. It's meaningful. a beautiful concept. Now, talking about actually going through the experience of loss, and mm -hmm. every person has their own pain that mm -hmm. they've gone through, mm -hmm. What is a Christian way to deal with it? Are we allowed to get angry with God? Uh, how do we express our feelings? And yes. how can we go through that process? Good question. Faith? I think, um, for one thing, uh, every person experiences loss differently mm -hmm. and goes through loss uh, in a different experience. So, no, I should not make my own experience with loss the norm for how other people have mm -hmm. to deal with it. And um, how do we express yeah. our emotions? I think um, we should be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be honest enough to say that uh, this is not a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, is, it is all right to be even angry, even be angry at God. He is not taken aback of that because mm -hmm. he has experienced that himself. Mm -hmm. He knows. He knows the experience of loss. He knows how we feel about it. And if you read the Psalms, you find that David and other writers, mm -hmm. they did not hold back. They 
express their strong emotions and mm-hmm. their strong feelings, even about things that went not well, that were evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, they express that even in words that are too harsh for our ears. Right. And then the same, the same David who, who really curses <laughs> in his fury, he curses his enemies. He says, but search me, O Lord, mm-hmm. and see, see my, how, how I made it in my heart, you know, and, mm-hmm. and give me a new heart. So it's not wrong to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong to have strong feelings. In fact, I think it is important that we are able to express that and, and even as a man to cry. Mm-hmm. E- even Jesus cried. Yeah. And uh, it's not wrong to do that. But God can help us to deal even with those mm. feelings and uh, help us to not get stuck in any negative feelings. Right. So that we are just revolving up around ourselves rather than seeing any hope or any mm-hmm. any new perspective yeah so how do we actually break that cycle because sometimes when we're expressing our feelings it's easy to go into the uh, i call a pity party yes where you keep thinking about the bad things that have happened to you and how bad you feel mm-hmm. about them and lose sight of god and faith in him so how do we make that transition I wish I could give an answer for every situation, but um, I don't. But but there's one thing that really was helpful for me. Mm-hmm. How do you develop an attitude of gratitude? How do you mm. to gain a new perspective on things if you don't just feel like being grateful at all? Mm-hmm. Because if you experience significant loss, yeah. not just through death, but through through other things, you know, if if if, if you're a young person and you have a, a, an accident. Mm-hmm and one of your legs is uh, amputated and, yeah. and lost, you know, you go through significant loss. It changes the direction of your life, your career, and, mm-hmm. and other things. So if you're in a situation like that where you experience loss, you don't feel grateful. No. You feel, <laughs> you feel envious of people mm-hmm. who can do things that you no longer can. And, uh, and so what has helped me is a very simple strategy mm. that is um, so powerful and effective it has just one drawback mm-hmm. it's absolutely free it doesn't cost <laughs> you a penny and that's why many people don't give it a try and and it it works like this take a piece of paper a sheet of paper mm-hmm. and uh, a pencil and write down 10 things 10 items for which you are grateful for Hmm. It's simple, just one word. Now, if you're in a situation like that, you don't even come up with five you right. know, or three. You don't even think about it. But it really requires determined thinking mm-hmm. to, to think about things for which you can be grateful. It can be simple things like a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just imagine how, how your, your, your bad smell would... You know, <laughs> And and you have uh, you have that or you have a bed where where you can can sleep or you mm-hmm. have a house and and you're sheltered and uh, you have hands mm. with which you can touch another person you can open a book mm-hmm. you can do things so you write down ten words and then the next step is with every single word you form a short sentence and in that sentence you express your thankfulness, your gratefulness for that particular thing. So mm. you would say, you have the word hand, and you would say, 
I'm grateful that I have hands, two hands for that matter, mm -hmm. with whom I can write a letter or touch a person or play my music instrument or whatever you do with your hands. And you form a whole sentence and then you speak out loud. Loud means that you can hear yourself mm. speaking that sentence. You speak out loud that sentence and you say, I'm grateful, I'm thankful that I have hands to play my piano, for instance. Mm -hmm. Now, the more of your six senses are involved, mm -hmm. seeing, you're right, touching, you do it, you know, hearing, mm -hmm. speaking, the more deeply ingrained will be that idea, that thankfulness. Uh -huh. And you go through every of those 10 things, 10 sentences, you speak them aloud. The next day, you repeat that procedure and you choose 10 new things for <laughs> which you things. are grateful. And if you want to intensify uh -huh. that experience, you will repeat the 10 things from the previous day. Wow. At the end of just one week, mm -hmm. you have 70 reasons for which you are grateful. Wow. And it just does something to you. You, you cannot practice that mm. and remain ungrateful. The mm -hmm. more you think, the more you discover, the more your eyes see things that you formerly are blind to. Mm. And it, it, it changes your whole direction. It changes your attitude. It changes your perspective. And you gain a new horizon of things that formerly you were close to because you're just so consumed with that pain right. and that loss and the things you can't do anymore mm -hmm. that you you lose sight of the things that you are still able to do mm. and and you're capable of doing and so it gives you a new perspective and it changes the whole entire outlook and it has uh, revolutionized <laughs> uh, my my life and I know uh -huh. the life of many other people who've tried it and it's just one, mm -hmm. one little exercise that can help to gain a new perspective if, even, even if you don't feel like it. That's very powerful. And you know, it reminds me of a lot of David's Psalms where he does go into praising the Lord and yes. thinking of the things that God's done for him. Yes. Just changing focus a little bit here. What about those of us who might have friends who are going through loss? Mm -hmm. How can we support those people? I know that you mentioned you know, people saying things to you that were well-meant, but probably hurtful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do we avoid doing that and help? Well, yeah. Uh, usually when you have a friend or a person that you know who goes through something like that, you feel insecure. You don't yeah. know what to say. And usually the reaction is, I'd rather say nothing uh -huh. than remind them of something painful and and that is not the most helpful thing. In my experience, the most helpful thing in dealing with the loss of my wife has not been any religious um, uh, perspective mm -hmm. of I will see her again in heaven and so forth. That was not helpful to me. It was mm -hmm. not comforting because I felt her missing acutely, ac acutely mm -hmm. in the now, here and right. now. So any, any future <laughs> consolation, you know, was not really helping me in, uh -huh. in, in my feeling of loss. But what helped me is when people took the time to um, tell me or write me mm -hmm. 
uh, a little incidents and little experience that they had with my wife, where she remembered, where, where they remembered every her and uh, little circumstances, little stories, where she was helpful in the life of another person, where she made an impact uh, on another person, where she was remembered positively in, uh, in, in the lives of other people. And that really, really was very comforting for me to, uh, to deal with the loss because there is an Irish proverb that I once heard that goes something like this. Death leaves a sorrow no one can heal, but love creates a memory no one can steal. Oh, that's beautiful. And being remembered of something that love has created Mm. A memory that stays with you, mm. uh, something for which you are grateful for, uh, a common thing uh, that was created out of love. That is very comforting. Mm -hmm. So to remind people about that, to talk about things that you've appreciated about that person, mm. things that you liked uh, about that person, I think any person is, is more than eager to hear that and will be comforted in hearing that. Uh, so that has been helpful for me to, um, so that is something I would say to people, so what can you say? Yeah. Try to, to find something that, that you remember about the person that you appreciated mm. and, and uh, express that and it, it will be appreciated. That's great. Um, I like one thing I noticed about that is that in a way that's bringing the person that you've lost back into the present. Mm-hmm. And so it does something in the present rather than pushing it off to the future That's right. or keeping it hidden in the past. Um, what about losses that are negative, like divorce or, or something else that the memory is not a good memory? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But everything has to come to a closure. Right. If you keep it constantly open, uh -huh. it, it will never close and, and it, it, you will never be able to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. I think we have to learn that, uh, yes, there are losses in life and there are painful experiences and there are things that, uh, that will stay with me as a consequence mm -hmm. of some of these decisions. But still, I have to uh, come to a point where I say, well, I have to take responsibility for whatever responsibility mm -hmm. I need to take and and uh, this has been in the past and now I'm ready to move on mm. for something new that I will be able with God's grace to develop in the future mm -hmm. and this can happen no matter whether you've lost somebody or whether you went through loss through divorce mm -hmm. or some other things thank you so much for your time just as we close looking back on what we've talked about I really hear that emotional healing through pain has to do a lot with a trust in God and what we believe about Him the gratitude that we develop and express and also allowing ourselves to come to closure mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much I appreciate that you were able to share with us oh, my pleasure yeah thanks for listening don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with your friends to learn more, check us out at learnandsharepodcast.com.